0: Well, hello and welcome to episode number 211 of Youpreneur FM. Thank you so much for tuning in. And you are tuning in to the place to be if you are a personal brand entrepreneur that finally wants to cash in on your experience. Yes, we're all about building, marketing, and monetizing your personal brand business here at Youpreneur FM. And I applaud you for making the decision to insert me into your eardrums right now. Great, great episode today with Carrie Green from the Female Entrepreneurs Association talking all about her journey to actually finally getting her butt into gear and writing her first book, amongst other things. Before we do that, however, just a quick reminder if you haven't already done so, grab a hold of your free copy of my ebook entitled The Personal Branding Roadmap. You can grab it right now for free over at upreneur.com forward slash ebook you can't get an easier to remember url than that youpreneur.com forward slash ebook everything and anything you want to know to finally just get your head around building that personal brand business the right way from the start so onto my chat with carrie um Really interesting lady. The way that she's built her business over the last four, five, six, seven years or so, really zooming in on the online side of things in the last three to four years. And uh, I met her actually um, a couple of years ago when myself and my good buddy Pat Flynn put on one of our one-day business breakthrough events in San Diego. And she has just blown up her brand, her business, her revenue, and everything that goes along with it. So I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with Carrie. Here it is. Get ready, because here it comes. So, Carrie, welcome to the show. It's so good to be here. It's great. I mean, it's really good to have you on. And I feel like we're in a bit of a roll at the moment with our fellow Brits. Uh-huh. The um, show, um, I love it. I know it's great. I mean, you know, we are the minority in the online business world. We'll be the first to admit <laughs> it. Um, I've had, I've had, you know, uh, we had our uh, our uh, member Ian Gray on, and then just this month we had Roger Edwards on as well, uh, who's a great personal brand consultant. And here we are with the founder of the Female Entrepreneur Association, Carrie Green. <laughs> So you got a new book coming out, I do. Or oh, it's out actually by the time because we're we're rec- we're quite productive on this show. So we're, we're actually filming or recording rather just a tad in advance here. So by the time you guys tuning in and listening to this, "She Means Business" has already hit the newsstands, so to speak. Um, I know, and it's very exciting. Like I know this is your first book. Obviously, I I hit that that kind of first time author. Uh, milestone back in 2014 with Virtual Freedom, and I remember how exciting it was. And you get, you know, proof. You get proof copies first, right? That's exciting, but that's like the movie trailer carry to the <laughs> book, right? And then, and then you get the actual real copy of the book, and it's sent to you, and you get all kind of goo goo and everything about it. It's great. Um, this this book though has taken a while, right, to get to yeah. us. Um, give us the backdrop. Here And then we'll sort of uh, deep dive in, in more of the journey of how you put it together and how you broke it down. Because I think it's it's been a while since we've talked, this is how you get a book out there on this show. So it's perfect timing to do that. Tell us a little bit about the background.
1: So I the idea for the book came to me in 2011 um, which is when I started the female entrepreneur Association I actually I started that in the February and I kind of set myself this mission to um, see whether if I conditioned myself for success what I could create for myself like could I create this dream life could mm-hmm. I achieve incredible things so I was on this mission myself and was building the female entrepreneur association up and the year had been totally crazy so literally one night as I was falling to sleep I started thinking about the previous few months of being an entrepreneur and how it was like being on a roller coaster ride in the dark and one moment you feel so excited and you're up till 2am working on building a website and even though it's hurting your head you know you're excited about it and the next minute you're thinking this is awful like can I even make this happen and there's just so many highs and lows and so as I was thinking about it, I was like I have to write this down so I actually had a pad and a pen beside my bed and I picked it up and I was scribbling and scribbling and the words just were coming out really fast and after a while of writing I was like oh I have to write a book and mm. so I got so excited about it and the next day woke up couldn't wait to get working on it uh, locked myself away and nothing came out and I was like oh no <laughs> this is not what I was hoping for it's awful all- <laughs>
0: yeah
1: no- the it's worst. terrible. Like, yeah. My inspiration had dried up already, and I just became so overwhelmed with this idea of writing a book, and I was like, "Where do I even begin? What you know? How do I even structure this?" And I looked, my, I locked myself away for a week with the determination to write something, and I actually managed to stick at it. And by the end of the week, I was kind of excited because I'd written—I can't remember—like twenty thousand words or something. But then at the same time, I knew in my heart that it was a load of crap, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!" <laughs> so, um, oh. so yeah, I. I kind of tried to persevere with it, but it, yeah, it's it's been a it's been an emotional roller coaster of a journey again. And I think this is the same. You know, whether you're building a business, whether you're writing a book, whether you're doing anything, when you're turning your ideas into a reality, um, it, there, it, you know, it is an emotional roller coaster.
0: It is. I mean, the whole journey is a roller coaster, right? I mean, one of our past guests here on the show, Darren Hardy from Success Magazine. um... You know, he wrote he wrote a book called The Entrepreneurial Rollercoaster. And I mean, it, it, it's one of those things. And I think what it is also, particularly with a book, like, I mean, anybody that's tuning into this show, they put a lot of their, I'm not going to use the word passion because it's so overused nowadays, but they, they put a lot of themselves into what they do. And mm-hmm. I think a book is probably one of the most personal things that any expert, consultant, coach, whatever you want to, you know, whatever bucket you're in, I think it's one of the most personal things that we can potentially do because it is, it's from inside of you. It's not a podcast. It's not a YouTube video. It's not a thousand word blog post. You know what I mean?
1: It's so vulnerable. It was a really vulnerable process. I found.
0: Yeah, because like whereas YouTube videos, you could say ultimately, yes, they're always going to be up there, or you know, a a blog might be discovered every now and then, as can a podcast episode. But with a book, like it's printed, it's in stores, it's in libraries, it's being passed around. Like that's that's part of your legacy. That's the way I look at it, right?
1: Yeah, it's hard because as well, we're, we're always evolving and I would find myself writing something and then a few months later, I'd be like, oh no, I just think, I don't think the same thing anymore. So it's kind of scary because you, I don't know, you I can, You want it to be done, you want it to be finished and it never is finished. And yeah. so for me, trying to get my head around just being okay with with it and knowing that, you know, because when you write blo- a blog post, you know, you can write more and more and more blog posts, you can build on it, but it isn't really quite the same in a book. So I just had to be okay with letting it be what it was and just know that it, you know, it's ever evolving.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think particularly also with, with your first book, you're setting the groundwork, aren't you? I mean, because I know right now, you're kind of you know you're in launch mode and it's hectic and crazy, um, and you're probably thinking at least on a daily basis, maybe every other hour. I'm never going to write another book again. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yes. you know, but you will. You will. You'll <laughs> want to. I'm bang smacking in in the process of you know the beginning of of my next book right now, and so it it will come to haunt you again. But I think that first one is so so special and and it leaves a very lasting imprint on you as the author as well as the people obviously pick it up and consume the content inside the covers. Yeah. Okay. So 2011 <laughs> we're going back a little bit here. Um yeah. 2011 comes and goes and yep. you kind of you've you've written a whole bunch but it's no good yep. what happens next.
1: So I kind of I I really was trying hard to show up for this dream of writing a book. And to the extent where I went online and found this website where I could get this book printed. And so I did. I got a copy printed and it arrived. And I remember sharing it on Facebook being like, oh my goodness. You know, I was trying to like really get myself going with it all and fool myself into thinking I'd written this book. Um, And then I... I just felt so overwhelmed with trying to sit down and make the book right and I didn't know I didn't know you could go and get an editor I didn't know any of that stuff. Sure. So in the end I just kind of started to dream of, dream about what I wanted and I knew I wanted to get published with Hay House so I kind of put that on my vision board. um, And I kind of started to just really compile a vision of what I wanted to make happen. And then 2012 came and went, I can't remember quite what happened. And I think I basically wanted to make the book a reality, but I just kind of I didn't show up for it. I wasn't, I didn't focus on it. You know, when you want some, you want something so badly, but you just aren't doing what you need to do to make it happen. That's, that was 2012. And then in 2013, I did an interview with Gabrielle Bernstein for my magazine at the time. And I received an email from her book agent in New York saying that she'd discovered what I was doing and that she'd be interested in talking to me about doing a book. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is Gabrielle Bernstein's book agent in New York. (laughs) this amazing (laughs) opportunity. And I was like, I felt like it was a real kick up the backside to, you know, pick everything back up with the book. So I emailed her so excitedly saying, yes, I'd love to write a book. As it happens, I've started to write one. So I sent her over what I'd done so far. And she was like, this is great. If you could just expand three chapters, you know, we'll take it from there. And I just was like, right, you know, I'll sit down and do this. And I just couldn't do it.
0: right?
1: But I couldn't do it. I just sat down and I just, nothing. There was nothing. I just felt I think it was just getting in my own way, worried about, um, you know, was was this good enough? Am I good enough? Can I write a book? Who am I to write a book? And trying desperately to just get out of my own way and just write. And then also, I think the overwhelm of of just like just structuring things and actually knowing what to say and how to say it. It was like, how, you know, when you write a blog post, you just sit down and write. Whereas... With the book, I was like, well, how, what's the sentence I should start this chapter with? How am I going to make this mm. compelling? And I was mm. overthinking everything. So a few months went by and I had emailed her to say, you know, I'm sorry I'm taking so long. She was like, no, take your time. And I thought, oh, no, please give me a deadline. <laughs> I need a deadline. I need some pressure on myself. <laughs> and um, and then more months went by and I just felt really embarrassed that I'd passed up this opportunity because I hadn't got back to her. I hadn't done what she'd asked me to do. And just felt so frustrated with myself. So then, you know, 2014 rolled around and again, every year I set my goals and writing, finishing the book was always there on my goals. And again, I just, I didn't, I just didn't show up for it. I wasn't doing the work. Um, to make it a reality and then in 2015 I I would think it was the first year that I actually didn't put writing the book on my goal list because I was so fed up of having it weighing over me and me not doing anything with it so in the February it was like the universe was like no you are absolutely doing this and I got an email from Amy who's the commissioning editor at Hay House UK saying that she'd been following me for a while and was I interested in doing a book um and I was like, oh my goodness, I absolutely have to do this now. Um, although I have I will say I, I missed my my first few publishing deadlines because <laughs> I didn't write the book. Right. Right. <laughs> so it took me ages. But all the while, while I was so blocked with the writing process, what I was doing is I was getting out there and I was obviously building my business, I was building my audience, building my platform, and I was also making connections with Hay House because I knew I wanted to be published with Hay House. So I would go along to their events and I would go and I'd go and buy the books and I'd go and wait in the line to get my book signed by the author. And one of those was Gabrielle Bernstein and who I said, would I be able to interview you for my magazine when I got to the front when I was with, she was signing my book. And you know, what's she going to say? No, when all these people are oh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she was like, yeah, sure. I'll put you in touch with my, you know, the contact at Hay House. So she did that. And so then, it's like a I had a, a way in it with Hay House, and so I'd be, know, can I, can I support any of your authors? Is there anything I can do? And sure. Started a relationship with people within Hay House. And obviously that's then how they came to pay, be paying attention to me. They were, they were I was on their radar. So I was working on my book Dream, but just not writing the book. Sure. Uh, well, let, so let it, me
0: ask you this. Before we go any further, I'm curious why Hay House? All those years back, you said, I want to do something with Hay House. And here they are now, all these years forward, and they're banging down your door. Why Hay House?
1: I've I've loved Hay House books ever since I was a teenager. Um, Mm. My dad would buy me uh, their books. And I just felt like a lot of the stuff I talk about does relate to mindset because I feel like I need it because I know how much I can get in my own way and so for me that kind of personal development side of of things is so important to me especially as an entrepreneur so I felt like it was a really good space for me and Mm -hmm. I don't know I just really like them I like what they were doing and I also became really aware of the fact that they seem to be more than just a publisher they have a huge huge audience and network themselves they and they've also published some incredible authors and so um yeah I just I don't know it felt right I I wouldn't even know of. I don't even really know of any of the publishing houses really I mean well I do but not I don't know them like a new
0: hay house well I think you know and we put that you know what I love about it is that number one obviously you're establishing the fact that they're a big publisher and that you know you are aware of them and for a very long time but also that personal connection of your dad buying you all those books when you were growing up that's yeah. got to be part of it and 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 I'm sure you're more than happy to admit that it is if it is but I'm like for me that's the kind of connection that i think oh my god for years dad was buying me all these books and i used to look at this logo on the spine and on the back cover and here i am like finally like dad must be proud kind of thing (laughs) um so okay i love this this is such a great story so far okay so so they come knocking you freak out um once the the freak out nerves subside what do you do then So,
1: obviously, when working with Hay House, they were giving me deadlines to get the first drafts and things completed by, and... I was missing every single one of them because I was just struggling so much with writing the book. And and literally, I hired a coach, I hired all sorts, and even they couldn't help me get out of my own way. And then at the beginning of 2016, I just thought, right, this year, I'm going to dedicate the time to make this happen. Because I think before, because I was building my business, my time and energy was really going on building the business. So, Mm. And I was so busy with doing that, that I wasn't... I wasn't giving myself the time to push through the challenges with the book because it wasn't a primary focus. So in 2016, I thought this is going to be my primary focus is to write this book. So I literally just plunked myself on the sofa and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and write and I'm just going to push through this uncomfortableness and make it happen to see what comes onto the page. So because when I was writing originally, I felt like it was really logical writing. It wasn't intuitive, and I mm. really wanted it, the book to be from my heart. And so, as I was sat on the sofa, I would just it enabled me to connect with myself in a in a more in a deeper way than I had previously. And I just find myself like sat there, and all of a sudden, idea would pop into my head, and I'd be like, "Oh!" So I'd start writing, and I'd finish the chapter. I'd sometimes sit there and write like five thousand words, just sat there with all this stuff coming through my mind yeah and i'd be like where did this come from like so and and it felt really fun doing it that way and I literally I tried so many things I I kept a video diary actually and most of it's me sat there as I'm falling to sleep, being like oh god dude this this is terrible um (laughs) but I tried so many things like uh I one day I sat there and I took my phone out and I recorded myself telling my own story for like two hours I just sat there talking to my phone um and I got it all transcribed I did interviews with other entrepreneurs and I got those transcribed um I can't remember, I was doing so many different things to try and pull the information out of me. um, And yeah, trying like, then I had to like sift through it all to figure out what was going to work best. Um, So yeah, it was just, it was, 2016 was, it was, and like as I keep saying, emotional roller coaster, trying to write it all and trying to do a really good job at it and make it what I wanted it to be. And I remember it wasn't until the final read of the book after it had been edited that I sat there and thought, oh my goodness, I've written a book. Yeah. And I had like, chills actually when I got to like the final paragraph of it and I thought because right. I sat down and just read it all through one day and I was like oh my goodness this is done and I just felt like even though now I look back and think there's so many things I would change or update oh, of course think, yeah <laughs> i just think no this is this is it this is done and i'm, I'm okay with it as it is and now it feels like this whole thing i have to protect and like try and get sure. out there yeah. is, so well no
0: i mean that that is it and let me tell you something they're going to come after you the copycats uh they're going to come after you they're going to try and rip your work off they're going to try and copy your cover design they're going to try and copy your title um i have fought at at least a handful of times for books that have come out with the title, Virtual Freedom in it somehow. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah, Cease and Desist, the whole kit and caboodle. You do need to protect it because this yep. is, is part of your story now. Um, and, you know, I'm sure, like you said, you read that final chapter, and you're like, I bloody did it. I only wrote a bloody book, look. <laughs> but it, it becomes so much more than just a book. It's a stamp. It's a stamp it, and it's also a flag for what you are all about as well and the people that you want to serve. I feel by listening to you now, um, I kind of feel like you needed to wait an extra four or five years to write this thing properly.
1: Yeah, I did. And looking back now, it's um, <clears throat> I always find this. I think sometimes, you know, you just have to honour the whole process of of trying to take an idea and turn it into reality because I would never have been able to write the book I've written now back in 2011. And also I didn't have the platform I have now back then. Like, sure. Now I've got this big platform. I've, you know, gotten myself to a point where everything's doing amazingly well and I have, you know, more resources to be able to put into getting this book out there and and spreading this message you know much further than I would have been able to in 2011 um so yeah i'm really glad that <laughs> it did take me a while and you know i feel like everything happens for a reason and of course of course so. Um, But now when I'm trying to turn something into a reality and I'm like, oh, this isn't happening. Why is it not happening? I think, you know, it is happening, but you just can't see the pieces of it all coming together. So it's kind of like a liberating thought.
0: No, and, And I'm really happy that you brought up the fact that, you know, now you're in such a different position than when you were all those years ago, where now you can really promote the thing. And it will make a massive difference, you know, because of your community. Um, Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the launch a little bit. Um, What have you done to get your community on your side? I'm not necessarily talking about marketing tactics or anything like that. But, I mean, I know obviously you do a certain amount of video, you blog regularly and all that kind of stuff. But what have you done to get your community excited about the fact that this book is coming?
1: Well, I feel like for me, ever since starting the Female Entrepreneur Association, it was more about creating experience for people rather than just me building my audience. And so like with everything that I have ever done, it's about that sharing that experience. And a part of that is like how how, what getting intentional, what experience do I want to create for people? How do I want to make them feel? Yeah. Yeah. So for example, with the book, I want people to feel inspired. I want people to feel empowered. So absolutely everything that I'm doing is connected to those emotions. That, oh, I kind of want it to feel magical. So the other day I did a workshop and it was all about like bringing back the magic of being an entrepreneur, using your imagination because it's your imagination. That's like Albert Einstein said, imagination takes you everywhere yep. and it does. And, um, and so it's kind of connecting back and, you know, the feedback after that session was just unbelievable. And Um, I've obviously been doing normal, like just posting out, like using, well, using Facebook ads and, um, all that kind of stuff, but I've been sharing everything from like a more emotional place of, you know, like how, how it's all come about and, as a way to say like you can achieve amazing things too so a lot of the feedback and people are so excited with me because they're like I know I can do it too um but it, the cool thing is these people have been on this journey with me f- you know since 2011 oh, yeah. a lot of oh, them yeah. so um they've seen everything grow and so the response and uh has been unbelievable because they feel like they can it's I'm doing it for them as well. We're doing it together. <laughs> like sure. girl power, we can make this happen. We can all achieve this um, success.
0: And I think the, the emotional taking. angle is a good angle for you to take, based on the fact that obviously the majority of your, if not the entirety of your community, is ladies, and we all know that ladies are slightly more emotional in the way that they think than than us, you know, us males. Um, and I think that if you can press that button. Um, then it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like like you got to lose – or rather you got to use what you've got to get what you want, right? And so I think that, you know, knowing that maybe that slightly more emotional angle – I'm not saying play on it, but what I'm saying is, you know, to to utilize it in a way where people are going to get on board, they're going to get excited, they're going to get pumped up. And then obviously they are your marketing team right there. You don't need a PR team. You don't need media. You don't need all this stuff. You just need – a ton of people excited about your book to help you sell your book. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and that's why nowadays, obviously, we have the tools to be able to create communities so easily. So I've Mm. set up the uh, group on Facebook for the the She Means Business group. And so that's now, um, it's only been there not for a few weeks and there's a couple of thousand people in there and the support and the, you know, the, the community aspect of that is so powerful with people being like I've pre-ordered your book I'm so excited for it and them introducing themselves and them being in there cheering each other along it just creates that that emotion and that excitement around the book and really brings people together and it's it, you know think community in terms of spreading a message and really, you know, sharing what we want to share with people is just the most powerful route to go down.
0: I'm curious, let me ask you this then, because I know you also have your, your, your members club for female entrepreneurs as well, and I'm assuming that has either a private forum or a private Facebook page connected to that for community as well, yes or no? Yes. Okay, so how do your paying members now feel about the fact that you've got a free Facebook group?
1: So the free Facebook group is a little bit different in the sense that it's all about kind of coming together for the book.
0: So it's um, basically just for the book.
1: Yeah. Whereas obviously in the members club Facebook group, you know, it's kind of like ask anything. Sure. It's more focused around like us getting our business questions answered and getting that, that, that support. Um, obviously there's other stuff, live sessions and everything else that goes on throughout the month. Um, but yeah, there's definitely more interaction and and more ability for me to like answer people's questions in that group as opposed to the the book the, the group for the book. But the, everyone from the members club has been so supportive and wants to be part of like the She Means Business Group. They're like someone said, um what was the word they used? I was trying to figure out find a word. I was like, you're not the founding members. Um and someone said, Oh, what's that thing? I think, you know, with when people buy uh, early adopters, that was it. <laughs> they're like, We're right. the early adopters. And and it's amazing. That's what they call themselves and they're, they're there and they're part of She Means Business because they've been part of the members' club for so long. So they want to cheer me on
0: i love that and what is so so your your group for your paid community then what is that called what do you call that
1: i just was really boring with the name it's i just call it the members club
0: yeah and <laughs> to keep things simple that that'll work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i mean it does i mean it keeps it i mean obviously it keeps it separate but i mean it's it's quite you know it's a simple it's just it's easy to remember. And there's a clear definition between the two, obviously. So that's, you know, and calling it the members club is very clearly just members only. So I think yeah. that also helps kind of keep that little bit of identity to that as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> OK, so you've got your Facebook group up and running, a couple of thousand people in there already. By the time the book comes out, that'll double, maybe tripled, obviously. Um, and I mean, wh- how do you feel... Uh, and and, you know we're getting a scoop here guys like even though this will go live about a week after the book comes out the scoop here is that we're recording this in january so you have no idea how your book launch is going to go yet carrie
1: yeah
0: no am i putting you on the spot here a little bit I (laughs) i mean do you how how confident are you knowing what you've got at your disposal um and sort of what are your biggest aspirations for the actual launch of the book itself?
1: I just wanted to, I wanted to get the book in as many people's hands as I possibly can. Um, like, obviously, it's easy when you write a book to be like, I want to have a New York Times bestseller. Or I want to have a, you know, some kind of bestseller because it gives you something really concrete to grasp onto. Um, sure. In yeah. terms of like where you're trying, where you're aiming for. Um, but... You know, when speaking to people and, you know, the idea of selling thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of books is overwhelming. And so for me, I've just kind of like thought to myself, somehow the path's going to open up and the opportunities will arise the ideas will come to me to figure out how t- I can really get this out there and so I just kind of like trusted that I'll <laughs> come up with these ideas and I have like a, you know I sit down and I think of stuff and then stuff pops into my head I'm like oh this is a great idea I need to make this happen um in, in like little things like even last week or whenever it was I was like oh my goodness I should just do a workshop for the end of the year and kind of like tie it into my book and you know did that we had I had a thousand people capacity and we were over at that like it was at a thousand people trying to get into the workshop and they couldn't get into it oh, so that's
0: lovely and, it,
1: and it's just trying but it's kind <clears throat> of trust especially because this is my first time like with the book you know it's kind of such a big learning experience for me and I'm So I'm just trying to trust the whole process and keep myself open for ideas and pay attention and, you know, jump on things as soon as an idea comes to just get on and do it.
0: Well, Um, I mean, I... Otherwise it's so
1: overwhelming. Yes, it is. And
0: that's, I mean, you know, and we've got a lot of people that have been on the show as guests, some very, very well-known authors and people that have got books that maybe aren't so well-known, but also the listeners of FM. They're all about the author, you know, inside of them, the speaker, the coach, the consultant, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think, you know, the reason why, and I don't, you know, I don't kind of deep dive in this sort of way in terms of the mindset and the process of, of getting a book out there all that often, But and which is why I was so happy for you to come on and do it with me today. Um, but, you know, we talk about books a lot on Upreneur FM. We talk about obviously picking them up and reading them to learn, but also the power of utilizing them from a marketing tool as well. And whenever I think about books as marketing tools, I always think back to a conversation that I had with my very good friend, Chris Brogren, many, many years ago. And we were sat down in LA and we were having a coffee. And I remember explicitly, he turned around and he said, you know what? Having a book won't make you rich, but it will make you busy. It's like a $20 business card. And I've never forgotten that, ever. And he is 100% right. You don't get rich writing a book. Even New York Times bestselling authors don't get rich off their books. But they can get rich off their speaking engagements, off their online product sales, off any syndication deals, and so on and so on and so on. So where how are you going to position this in your business, I think is my, my kind of final wrap-up question here. Um she means business in obviously the perfect setup for you. When when it comes to obviously the female entrepreneurs association, how does this work into the long game approach of the continued growth of your business?
1: Um, well, everything. It, the she means business is a starting point. It's to inspire and fire people up, and to get people thinking of like so many different ideas, um, you know, for their businesses and to. To become wildly successful entrepreneurs, um, and then from that, the how-to part is really all within the members club. So, um, which obviously is optional but if people want to you know people want to get that next step of like taking things to another level and getting more serious about learning and really growing their business and breaking through to a new level then it kind of ties into becoming part of the members club and becoming part of that community um, of female entrepreneurs from all over the world so for me it's kind of like about growing that I feel like I'm just kind of I I like to focus on one thing at a time you know i spent the the past three years building the members club up to over four thousand members and you know and making it the most amazing thing i can possibly make it so now it's kind of like the book and tying that into that um but i don't know i have dreams of like lots of other things i would like to do i'm not sure when i'm gonna have time to do them all but that's my main focus is tying the book into the members club
0: i'm not being funny it took you six years to get the book sorted out
1: (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I hope your list of ideas and things that you want to do is not that long. Otherwise, I mean, it could take you forever. It could, it could literally happen. take you forever. Well, look, I, I I wish you all the best with the book. I think it's going Thank to do great. I think it's a great business move as well from from your part or on your part rather in regards to the growth of of the business. Um, and just kudos to everything that you've done over the last few years. We oh, actually here's a little backstory for you guys. We actually met. Um, a couple of years ago when myself and Pat Flynn were doing one of our one-day business breakthrough events, and I mean, like, you're at a totally different stratosphere than where you were back then.
1: Yeah, it's grown you so much. You must be
0: very, very proud of what you've achieved, Carrie.
1: Yeah, lots of hard work. <laughs> well, if
0: you don't get anything. Nothing falls in your lap. You've got to chase it yeah. down. That's what I always say. <laughs> well, um, look, will you come back on the show maybe later on the year and give us a little bit of an update in regards oh, to sort of I how things are gone? Would that be cool?
1: Yeah, I'd love to, Yes. I'd love Definitely. to do
0: that with you. Okay. So, um she means business. Available on Amazon and all good book selling places on the planet. Make mm-hmm. sure uh, if you are a female entrepreneur that wants to take things up a notch, you go ahead and check it out. I mean, you're not you're happy for men to buy the book as well, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, we have men in the members club. Yeah. There you go. I love it.
0: <laughs> all <laughs> right. Um We will put a link to the book and everything else over at the blog. Show notes are, as always, chrisducker.com forward slash episode 211. Carrie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I very much appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it.
0: And thank you guys for tuning in. As always, I'll be back at you again next week for another episode of Youpreneur FM. Bye-bye for now.